The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and February and March, very special months for the NFL, and especially for the Raiders. I'm going to tell you why here on show 431. On today's show, we will have Jack Del Rio. Ain't no Jack in the Box. No, he's not. He's new. He's fresh. He ain't no fast food. Downtown Timmy Brown gets the crown. Finally, well-deserved. We certainly have to hit on that. Who will stay and who will go? We don't know. We have a pretty good idea who's going to stay and who's going to go. We'll certainly hit on that. And then the bone line will be the last part of this show. And we should be rolling from here out. As you know, the NFL does not slow down in the fall or the summer. We're going to be there in touch with what's going down. Jack Del Rio, he ain't no Jack in the Box. <laughs> Approaches. We're getting to know our coach a little at a time. Uh, little things that I see I'm going to bring out because it's important that we understand who this man is and how he works. If you've listened to any Jack's pressers, press conferences, you notice one thing right away, I do anyway, that he is very, very sharp. He knows people, knows names. He's very familiar with a lot of things. He's a very sharp guy. Way sharp, very articulate as well. And he holds himself with pretty high esteem. I like that. I like that he's a he's a proud man. I do like that a lot. A lot of man, more man than Dennis Allen, uh, faux show. Recently, um, he was asked what he was going to do and how he's going to go about his business. Jack Del Rio, who was kind enough to phone into the Rich Eisen show. How are you, Coach? Good. How are you, Rich? I'm doing fine. So, uh, first blush, your first couple weeks on the job. How's it been? It's been good. I, I was able to carve out a little bit of time for you. Well, so. I, I greatly appreciate that, Coach. Yeah. Thanks very much. What are what are you, are you in the bunker right now? Get ready for the combine. What what is it been? What what's going on with you at the Raiders right now? Well, uh, a lot is going on. You know, it's uh, completed the staff, so that that was good. Uh, working on pro free agency. You know, trying to learn our own players first. Uh, and then, and then understanding who is uh, available in the, or potentially available in the free agent pool. Uh, then we've got the draft coming up, and then we've got system installation. So we've got uh, quite a bit going on. And you've got a former Cowboy teammate of yours as your defensive coordinator, Coach. I mean, what, 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 what do you think Ken Norton brings to the table as your DC? Well, he, he's going to bring, you know, passion. I mean, the guy's uh, he's been a. A good friend and a, and a good coach and a good player in this league for a number of years, and you know he's a guy that uh, you know gets his guys to play for him. You know they're gonna they're gonna play hard for him. Uh, he's he's been a part of great defense in, in up there in Seattle. 
Uh, I've been a part of great defense where I've been, and we're going to get together, put our heads together, and uh, come up with the Raider way going forward. Jack Del Rio, the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, joining me here right now. So did you grow up in the black hole, essentially? Uh, I grew up in, in Hayward, which is about uh, you know 10 minutes from, from Oakland. Right. But your, your folks were, were season ticket holders for the game? Yeah, yeah. I was fortunate enough to be in the stands uh, growing up and uh, occasionally – <laughs> and uh, right, and I'd, I'd go to the. My dad would typically take me to the games where you know it was like a team that they knew they were going to blow out or something. You know, the the big games. You know, if they were playing, you know, oh, the Chiefs no. or one of the big games, that they those would be reserved for other people. But occasionally, my dad would would let me go. How do you instill that old school Raider mentality, the way Al Davis would want you to right now in in the 21st century with players today, Coach? How do you do that? Well, I think we respect and honor, you know, what came before us, you know, but I think in terms of how we put it together now, it has to make sense for for today's athlete, it has to make sense for, uh, for you know, operating in, in the year 2015. So we will approach it that way. And, uh, you know, we're going to be cutting edge in terms of what we're doing with our players and how we're training our players and how we're um, working at all the different uh, – um, you know, different things that are available now to take advantage of preparing your football team to beat its, beat its very best on Sundays. How are you going to be a different head coach than w- when you're in Jacksonville? Let's say you've got Maurice Jones-Drew right there. How, how will he see a different coach Del Rio, do you think? Well, I think there'll be some things that he sees that are very similar. But, I, you know, from my standpoint, I, I believe that you learn in life, you know, from, from the experiences that you go through, you know, some positive, some not so positive. And so, you know, the biggest thing for me is just to uh, to, to, to learn those lessons, uh, to apply, you know, some of those lessons and uh, and be better this time through. And, I, you know, I pointed out in my press conference, you know, the fact that, you know, Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Pete Carroll, you know, uh, the two coaches squared off in the Super Bowl were with their second team. You know, that they had they had gone through it before. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, some things were, were good and some things needed to, to be improved. And, you know, their second time through, they they certainly uh, figured out how to get their teams to the championship game and, and play in a Super Bowl. And, you know, that's, that's everybody's goal in the league is to get to the Super Bowl eventually and, and win it. And that's what we're all after. And, and two guys that kind of learned uh, life's lessons, at, you know, at the previous stop, uh, I'm sure applied some of those lessons. You are staying in the AFC, obviously, going from the D.C. in uh, in Denver to the head coach in Oakland. Do you think you will see Peyton Manning twice on the field next year, Coach Del Rio? You know, I haven't really thought a lot about that. Um, I would, uh, I would think that's up to Peyton. You know what 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 he wants to do. The guys, the guys, still a, a super player, super competitor, and uh, was a treat to be a part of the organization and uh, and be on the same sideline with him the last uh, three years. So, whatever he decides is best for him. You know, uh, as, as a friend and a colleague in the business, I'll support. Obviously, if we're competing against them, uh, it, it'll be a great challenge, and I'll look forward to it. Are you going to try and wear a business suit, Coach? You can try that again. Yeah, I haven't decided what what that might be. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It might do something to honor John Madden, who's uh, who's still very much involved. You know, with uh, with the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. How much of your conversations have you have you had with him? Would you mind sharing some of that with us? Well, there's not much to share at this point. You know, it was, he was uh, he was a part of the interview process, and it was a treat for me to uh, 
you know, to be able to talk with him and, and have him share some of his insight and ask some of the questions um, and and just be a part of it. And, you know, you're talking about one of the all-time greats and to be in the, in the same room and be sharing a conversation with him about the team that I grew up loving, it was it was it was a great honor. And so you would you'd go out there in suit and boot like Coach Madden back in the day. That's what I'm, I I may I've got to, you know we've got to make sure the wind is up so I can have that tie flapping around like he. <laughs> I mean he, that was always classic, you know, short sleeve. Yeah. You know, white button down with yeah. uh, with that with that black tie flapping in the wind. I like it. I like it. And it's interesting to find out. Uh, how bad? <laughs> well, Reggie started working at it. I have to give him credit on the fields and equipment and the like. But Del Rio brings a different animal into the Raiders locker room. He he's set up a, a program of physical fitness and a, a regime to make the players their very best on Sunday morning or evening, whatever the game may be. But certainly, nutrition... Uh, massage, therapies of all kinds, uh, special exercises. A new locker room is also slated for the Raiders. I like that. I like the fact that Del Rio sees a lot in the basics. He refers to basics a lot. Uh, basic tackling, basic exercising, basic shape. Um, and he's not committed to any player. They asked him about uh, MJD, and he said, well, yeah, whatever. If he can play as good as he did when he played with me, no doubt, because he played like crap for us. They asked him if Latavius Murray would be uh, the first-string guy, and he didn't fall into that either. You know, he's he's all about whoever the first guy is, he's going to be our best guy. I like that. You know, he's still going through player evaluation. Um, this is very critical time for the Raiders, we know who played well. You and I, all of us who watched the games intently, uh, we know who the buffoons are constantly. Uh, Khalif Barnes. <laughs> and we know who some of these heroes are, like in Derek Carr. So we understand the players with potential, and uh, I, I'm sure he will as well. Uh, it's nice to see that we're going to start on a new, fresh leg. Uh, actually, Big-time fresh legs because exercise, fitness, and rehab are huge parts of this coach's program, and I like it, and you should too. We'll see it on the field immediately, and we'll get back to Jack uh, several times before the season begins, and that is all I have to say about that. Downtown, Timmy Brown gets the crown. I freaking love it. It's about damn time. Tim Brown, Mr. Raider, they call him. He is a true diehard Raider player. From 1988 to 2004, he's now officially in the Hall of Fame. All that has to happen is a ceremony. 
Here's a Heisman Trophy winner. He was nine-time Pro Bowl selection with the Raiders. And a wide receiver ranked in the top ten all-time in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Brown. Two hundred fifty-five games, amazing. A hundred touchdowns. He had nineteen quarterbacks. Everybody. He didn't have Joe Montana. He didn't have you know Steve Young or Elway or any one of these epic quarterbacks. <laughs> he had Haas <laughs> and a myriad of other nineteen, and he put up these numbers. 1,094 receptions, 58.6 yards per game. Boy, wouldn't you like to have a guy like that now? His kick and punt return yards career-wise, 4,555. That's punt and kick returns, folks. That's That's the belly of the beast, man. You're getting speared every time. Tim Brown... Ultimate class act waited from 2010 to 2014 every time, denied, 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 until now. We're going to talk to a guy who's a Hall of Famer now. We've had Tim Brown on the show probably five or six times. Are you going to get in this time? Are you going to get in this time? Are you going to get in this time? We were in Arizona. We said, are you going to get in this time? And now it is with great pleasure that I welcome Hall of Famer Tim Brown to the program. Tim, how does that sound, man? Man, I'll take that. Can you uh, say that again? One more time? Hall of Famer, Timmy Brown. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, we saw you on that Thursday, and we kind of thought this was going to be the year. So tell me the moment you found out, how you found out, uh, who was there with you. I know your wife was there, but just tell me the, the moment you found out at last you're going to be cantonized. Well, you know, you, you don't find out officially until they, uh, until they knock on the door, you know, but... Um, uh, my uh, my guy Frank Cooney has sent me a um, emoji, <laughs> uh, a, a happy face emoji. Uh, so um, I, I mean, it wasn't final then. You know, they still had to do an eighty percent count, but I finally made it down to the final five. So um, so I still had to wait for the knock on the door, and uh, eventually that came about forty five minutes later. So what what, what was your first reaction? Um, you know, it's, uh, you want to cry, you want to laugh, you want to do a whole bunch of things, man. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it's sort of overwhelming, you know, to, uh, to really, uh, take in the fact that, uh, you, you finally made it. And, uh, so, you know, my family was there, I got a chance to hug them. Uh, my marketing guy, Jamie, was there. So it was, um, it was an emotional time because, you know, it's amazing how you think about your dad, who I lost a couple of years ago, and my good friend Chester McLaughlin, who I lost six months after that. So, um, so it was uh, it was tough, man. But at the same time, uh, a lot of happy tears too. Yeah, when uh, when you went out on the stage for the NFL honor, honor show, Timmy, it just seemed like there was a real reaction in the room. And you're you know you're there in Arizona, but it seemed like a lot of Raider fans were there. Was there a big buzz, or was I just hearing things? Being well, so aligned you know, with the I, Raiders. Yeah, I thought that too, man, because yeah. I was like uh, the next to the last guy to go out, and I felt like uh, there was uh, a big, big applause. You know, I got a lot of Hall of Famers who are good friends of mine, and obviously a lot of those guys came up on the stage. So 
Uh, I don't know who was making all that noise, but definitely um, I did hear the uh, the uproar when I came out. It was really cool. You put this on your Twitter at eight one Tim Brown. You got measured for the bust, and you said that uh, that that really hit home that 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 this is real. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you <laughs> you can't hide from it anymore. When uh, when you get measured for the bust and your jacket and the rain, it's um, it's a real deal at that point, man. So. Uh, it's, it's been an amazing whirlwind of an experience, man. But at the same time, I obviously wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. That's for sure. Yeah, we spoke to you on Thursday in Arizona, and you were talking about the losses you've had uh, waiting these years to get into Kent, losing your dad and losing Chester, your best friend of the world, and losing Al Davis. Now, the uh, presenters have changed over, over the years. They're now pre-recorded. It's not quite the yeah. same. But still, someone is going to speak to the nation before – you go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Timmy. Have you thought about who that guy is going to be now, or or, or woman? Uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. It'd be my brother. I mean, John, my brother John is the reason why I got uh, involved with football. Uh, it was because of his passion that uh, um, that I, I I had passion for football. He was the one that taught me how to catch. It was more like a torturing session initially, but eventually ended up being a. a, a, a uh, you know, to teach me how to catch. But uh, so, you know, I think because of that, and plus he's a big brother, you know, I think he deserves the right. Uh, what, is it, what does it feel like being in the Hall of Fame? And I mean in terms of you've had a lot of accolades. You win the Heisman. You play in, in a Super Bowl. Where, where, where does it rank? Is it number one? Well, it, it, it's uh, if it's not number one, man, it's, it's got to be <laughs> way up there. You know, when it comes to sports, you know, the Heisman is great, no doubt about it. It's an incredible honor. Uh, but it's something about doing something on a professional level, man, that is uh, just seems to really validate everything you did in college and, um, you know, it validates your career, obviously. And so, you know, this is uh, this is high, high cotton, man, as they say back home. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I am uh, super, super excited to be a part you're going to be the 23rd raider to go into the hall of fame and ron wolf is going to go in with you and be the 24th raider and you were you guys were together he was instrumental in drafting you out of notre dame what what was it like when uh, when ron got in and the two of you were together tim and just they realized god we're both going to the hall of fame together yeah i was uh, when i saw him i was one of the first guys downstairs once uh you know once we got the announce announcement and um so when I saw him walk in the room, I was I was just really elated. You know, I was uh, really happy for him. You know, he was overwhelmed by the situation, and uh, and then we said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> we it's like we didn't think about. It. We were just saying hello to each other, and then we thought about the fact, man. You know, I mean, some twenty five, twenty six years ago, uh, you know, twenty seven years ago, I guess. You know, you drafted me into the league, and uh, so we talked about that. Yeah, you know, so it, it was great. You know, having Ron there, and you know, obviously having Jerome there, having my great friend. Junior Seau going with us, you know, I mean, it's, uh, for me, it's a great, great class to go in with. He's a Hall of Famer, Tim Brown, at 8-1 Tim Brown. Real quick, the Super Bowl, the final play, what did you think of it? The worst call in Super Bowl history, that's all. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I mean, you know, well, the, the fallacy of the call is that you have a 5-10 quarterback trying to throw through lanes, you know, around 6-4, 6-5 defensive, uh, defensive and offensive linemen, and that ball is supposed to be thrown thrown low, but because of his height, he has to throw it a little higher. And and I'm sure the receiver every time they practice it, I'm sure the ball was low. That's a low ball. It's one of those balls. Nobody if if the receiver doesn't get it, nobody gets it. And because it was high, it probably freaked out Lockett. And um, you know, because he didn't even fight for the ball, I didn't think he didn't reach out anything. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, it, it makes no sense. You got 
you have to one of the best running backs, if not the best, surely short yardage goal uh, running backs in the league. He had just got four and a half yards for you, for you, for you not to give him another shot. It's just ridiculous. Hey, have you heard any um, rumblings about the Raiders playing in the Hall game or maybe the 49ers with Haley going in? Do you, do you have any idea which, which teams are going to be there with you when you go in the Hall? Because it would be great if the whole Raiders organization was there, Tim, when you went into well, Canton. Well, i tell you what, it would be, it would be incredible. Uh, you know, I, I think they plan to be there no matter what, but uh, certainly if the, the Raiders 49ers sounds like a perfect game to me. That would be <laughs> awesome. We'll, we'll see what they decide to do. Tim, it's always great talking to you. You've been very gracious with us through the years, and you were just on Thursday, but we wanted to congratulate you, and it's great to be able to call you a Hall of Famer. Congratulations. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Congratulations, Timmy. All right, there you go. At 8-1 Tim Brown. Make sure you follow him. Congratulate him. Well-deserved, Timmy. All this bullshit talk about the other receivers ahead of you that had epically great quarterbacks. There's no question. You are the best at your craft. And the Raider Nation will be honored to witness it and probably be there in droves in August. Check that out. It'll be a great day for the Raider Nation. And that is all I have to say about that. You know, before I get into the next story, I must say this. There are a lot of mainstream sport media guys, Mike Florio, PFT, ESPN, all the same bullshit assholes who's been crapping all over the Raiders and most certainly the Raider Nation for a long time, are starting to come to the teat. They're starting to point out the great things that could happen to the Raiders. They're starting to stumble over themselves trying to get into the Raiders locker room. Now, I can tell you this, this year in camp, unlike the desert of old, I mean, there were maybe five guys, six guys there. It'll be packed with all these pretenders that finally realize that, hey man, we're going to start doing some stuff. No doubt. Well, the buzzards are in the air. They're surrounding the Raiders. They'll all be down there saying all their niceties and how great this and that is. But remember, remember who they are and what they've said in the past. I will never forget these assholes, and you shouldn't either. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Who will stay and who will go? (laughs) Well, we've all seen enough of a lot of these guys, so let's just touch on a few, shall we? So a few of the names that I was tossing around in my head and looking at the roster, uh, seeing some of the big money that we have going out on Matt Schaub. We cut him. We'll save, get this, $8 million for the two (laughs) turnover king, Came in the game twice, turned it over twice. I I don't know what to say. I was hoping a bunch more from this guy. Certainly not that. And that's what we got. Uh, We could keep him at a much cheaper price. 
if he's going to stay. I mean, we have to have a backup somewhere, but I certainly don't think $8 million or anywhere near that is worth the backup quarterback myself. Jones Drew, please. All this talk about how, you know, he's he's going to really play harder for this coach, and that's some bullshit. The guy had no pop in his step. He collapsed after the first hit. He had no drive after a hit for sure and was pathetically missing. And don't give me this shit about a poor offensive line when Latavius Murray could blow out some great runs and make yards, and so could McFadden, by the way. Uh, Drew, you're done. You're out. Goodbye. McFadden, he has had ample opportunities to be the guy. Uh, I don't think we keep him. He's He's got too much money. I'm sure he's going to want three or four million. Uh, no way. Uh, we've got a lot of opportunities to pick up some backs in the free agency. And I just think we've seen enough of McFadden, the McFadden experiment. Someone was saying the other day that, oh, it's the offensive line. And uh, that's some bullshit. Great runners, great runners run great. I mean, Barry Sanders of the Lions was a beast with the worst team in history. So, you know, I ain't buying into the offensive line is the reason these guys aren't making any yards. That is some real bullshit. Speaking of offensive line, we're going to keep Howard. I don't know. He paid a little. He played well at times, but he folded up in other times. Um, he's a question mark for me. I wouldn't keep him if he was too much money. Khalif Barnes got an extension in his contract a single year. I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure out what that's all about because he completely blew uh, this season as well with the penalties, and I don't know what they see in him. They must see some Herculean guy because as far as I concern, I hear his name called uh, along with another a lot of bad words. <laughs> when I'm at the Coliseum, Vojo, Wisnowski. Now, he wants a bunch of money. He wants first-round money, and he ain't a first-round player. He is an adequate player. He plays okay. But I wouldn't bend, break the bank because he was a Raider or, you know, he he's, he's we brought him here. He's a homegrown guy. No, no. Let him test the market. And if he goes elsewhere, so be it. There's plenty of people on the out there that are going to be available to take that position. And that can play better than him, quite honestly. There are a few players in free agency that we can uh, replace him with that are better than him. They might cost more money, but they're worth more money. I think we might have to move on from the whiz kid. Woodley. <laughs> Lamar, I don't know where he went and where he was all season. Woodley, goodbye. Now, number 18, more. Uh... You know, the guy's first season was amazing. He looked like the go-to receiver we all looked for and we all needed. And then last season, he disappeared. Dropping balls throughout the preseason and the regular season. I don't know what happened to Moore. I really don't. But um, if we can pick up some good receivers, we're not going to need him. Because as far as I can see... You know, he hasn't produced, and he hasn't done much of anything for us lately. 
so he might be gone. Justin Tuck played pretty well last year. Uh, We did get Woodson back, which is a great thing for us. I love him. He's a gamer. He plays hard football, and he's a smart guy. Can't ask for any better than him helping these youngsters out. Now, Chickwaz coming up on a contract. I think we're going to take care of him. He's an up-and-coming player. There's a few other guys on the roster that we're probably going to keep, like Ross. So there's some things that we're going to do. We have to see how the coach feels, though, because it depends on what he says, not what I say. Now, there are a few players out there waiting to be Oakland Raiders. Now, Woodson said Adamican Sue would make a great player. I think so, too. It's going to cost us about $22 million a year. That's a chunk of change, bro. And I don't know if his attitude is right. Who knows? I wouldn't complain if we got him, but I'd complain if he was a complete idiot and acted like a punk uh, and didn't represent the Raiders um, appropriately. Ray Rice, say what you will, slap a whole tribe, all that stuff. The guy still has wheels, and he is a burst out. Don't touch me after I'm through the secondary runner. Uh, I like the guy. He's a beast. He's great in the backfield as far as receptions. Uh, I wouldn't have any problem with Ray Rice coming to the Raiders. Adrian Peterson, there's another guy. You know what? (laughs) The Vikings are sucking his ball sack right now. They are all up in his goodies because as soon as that inclination that they were going to take him to court went down, they shit on him immediately. They broke ties with him so fast. I was blown away. They just said, later, Gator. He was a guy that was the franchise, period. And they just shut his shit down. As far as I'm concerned, I think Peterson is going to test the waters for sure. I wouldn't go back to the Vikings if I were him unless they're going to pay me a shitload of money. And hey, the Raiders will pay you a shitload of money. He is a definite star running back. I'd love to see him in silver and back, more so than Marshawn Lynch. And here's why. Yeah, Lynch is an Oakland guy, and he's this. He's a head case, though, man. I'm telling you, we don't need that shit in the locker room. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, if he comes to Oakland... I don't want to pay him that much money. They're going to pay him up in Seattle. Um, if we get him, I won't cry, but I just don't think he's worth the money, um, honestly. There's a lot of other players. Julius Thomas out there. Larry Fitzgerald. Those two players on teams that are are tough and up against the cap, actually over the cap, both of them. So they're going to have trouble getting those cap numbers to fix. Finally, the Raiders are in the bird seat. <laughs> we get to do some plucking from these other franchises that have been sucking talent out of Oakland for years. I got to hand it to Reggie for cleaning up the mess. You know, I've given him a lot of shit, but I got to say that right now, this year, we're $60 million. Depends on where they come with a new cap number, but right now we're about $60 million under. What a great place to be if we're smart uh, we could keep this thing rolling and steal the West in the next year and maybe two at the most. We have a lot of good potential here. And this year, unlike the last few years, we have the 
seventh hardest schedule <laughs> in the league. Gives us a little bit of a break, but I think that being tested through fire, you know, iron sharpens iron. I think these young players that got to play these last couple of seasons saw the very best of the best, and that ain't hurting nobody, even us. And that is all I have to say about that. Let me tell you, when it comes to buddies on Radio Row, there is one that ranks above all the rest, and he is my man, my friend, a mentor, a friend to this business, and there aren't a lot of friends in this business. Oh. <laughs> JT the Brick, how are you, buddy? Good, Damon. Good to see you last Great night. To see you. Busy day today. It's starting to pick up out here. Yeah, absolutely. You can feel the Super Bowl coming. Good media party last night, right? Yeah, I thought it was good. They always dump a lot of money into that early media party to get everybody to show up and have a good time. It went late. It was in Scottsdale, but as you got a chance to see last night, it's in Scottsdale when you're dealing with something that far away, depending on where your hotel is. It's a good problem to have because that's what Phoenix is all about and I just started thinking about next year in San Francisco. How about that? What's going on? What's going to be out in Santa Clara and what's going to be close to San Francisco? I'm guessing the Moscone Center is going to be where all of this is, your fan event and your your, your fan Mm -hmm. place thing and and, and Radio Row will be at Moscone. I'm thinking Media Day might be at AT AT&T Park. I think me and you should buy a bar and redo it in the Tenderloin and just JT and <laughs> just ready to go to just sell buckets of beer, make some money. Let's do it. Let's I'm, do I'm it. All for that. Bars are only going for like six million yeah, in the Tenderloin we, we right just, now. Yeah, we'll make that. We'll make that on our weekend checks. <laughs> Anyways, man, it's great to see. You. How many Super Bowls is this for you? Uh, this is the 16th radio wow. row for me. Yeah, wow. I've been since I got in. Right when I got into the business. In 96, I started off at Sports Fan Radio Network, and they literally sent us to the Super Bowl. And I've pretty much gone to all of them. I didn't go to the Indy one a couple of years ago, but I've been very fortunate. I embrace this. I love it. I get a chance to see a lot of friends, uh, really connect with a lot of people around the league, the Hall of Famers, the Super Bowl MVPs. And once you get to know them year after year, they start coming by and sitting down with you. So I'm excited, and I love a West Coast Super Bowl and everything happening in this time zone. It works for my show like it does for you. Absolutely, it does. I I love time zone cooperation. Yes. Always do. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what you think of the Raiders offseason. I mean, everybody knows that, uh, you know, you you preach the gospel of Oakland Raider football, and and a lot of fans trust your opinion and and count on it. So what do you think of of Jack Del Rio? Let's start right there. I'm fine with Jack Del Rio because I believe that the Raiders also need a face of their franchise. I talked to Mark Davis at length over the weekend about all issues surrounding the Raiders, and Mark is handling this much more closer than people understand, and Jack Del Rio was the guy that he wanted to go after. And on top of that, Mark understands that Jack can also connect with the fans, coach at a high level. He knows the division. I've been preaching for years. Until the Raiders take care of the AFC West, nothing's happening. There's no playoffs, there's no talk of greatness until they find a way to stop Rivers, Manning, Alex Smith, their coaches, and Del Rio knows that as good as anybody walking the planet right now. I think that's very important. I think he's going to help out with personnel because he knows the players in the league because he's been active there. And it's been a little bit of a struggle filling out this coaching staff. It was a struggle for every team to find good coaches. I talk about the regurgitation of a lot of these guys, the issues that the Raiders are having, the Niners are having. There aren't a whole bunch of Vince Lombardis out of work who want to go work in the NFL all of a sudden. And I thought it was smart for Mark Davis to interview multiple head coaching candidates to get their feel about the NFL, where the Raiders are. They were very honest with Mark. Not everybody who came in there told them this is a great situation. Mark took that all in before he made the Del Rio hire. And I think Del Rio at least gives the Raiders a better chance to be tougher 
more physical and have an edge to him. The first thing I want to see him do is, you know, and I know that he's brought in and he might be like we were just talking about and an on the headset defensive game day coach. I mean, he might. Uh, it, I want Jack Del Rio as involved in the defense yeah. as possible. I really do. I want him to just make sure that Derek Carr is as comfortable as possible. I want him to get that guy involved in the game plan early, couple of short passes. I thought Greg Olson's biggest mistake was that he asked this rookie quarterback to do way too much. And I know, look, I understand they had serious running game issues, especially before they found Latavius Murray. Um, he was just, you know, Tom Brady shouldn't throw the ball 65 times in a game, 50, 58 times Yeah, but they got game. to a point in the season when the season was lost, and I think the goal was to protect Carr first and then let him take shots downfield. I would assume their first pick in the draft in the it's first round has got to be a wide out. If not, they got to go step out in free agency. they got to make a statement at the wide receiver position. Their depth wasn't that bad last year if you look at the two and three receiver. They weren't bad, but they didn't have that you got to double-team one guy. Right. They don't have the tight end that you have to stop. They don't have an offensive line that puts fear in anybody. couple of good players there, but not the type of players you say, okay, we're set forever up there. I said it the other day. I think the Raiders need at least nine new starters, at least five or six on defense, and at least three or four on offense. They have to nail this draft. No more. And Reggie did a good job last year, especially early in the draft. Yes, he did. They have to do the same thing. The first three picks in the first three rounds have to start. Right. They, they get have players. to start. And then they have to get two or three free agents who come in with an edge to them who are a little bit cheaper than Justin Tuck and Maurice Jones-Drew who can hit the ground running. And the one thing that I, I want to see the Raiders do differently, and I'm all for Napa, but I think they have to hit the ground running in the preseason. I do the sidelines in the preseason, and guys aren't playing. And right. when you're a 4-3 and three win team – Get guys out there. I understand injuries. You don't want to blow these guys up in the preseason, but you got to gel and have some chemistry. And I hope Jack Del Rio, from what I'm hearing, is going to come in kicking ass early in the preseason, demanding greatness out of this team and hoping that they hit the ground running. Hey, Raider Nation, this is your old coach, John Gruden. Jack Del Rio, Derek Carr, Khalil Mack. Keep the faith. We're on our way. Uh, there's a lot more changes coming down. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of other names that are out there. So uh, we're going to hit on those as things progress. And trust me, things are going to progress very quickly. How quickly, you ask? Well, let me just tell you that right now. In February, on the 16th of February, coming up real soon, teams have an opportunity to franchise tag uh, transition players. The Combine is right after that, February 17th through the 23rd. The Combine, it's here. Amazing how fast this stuff happens. March 2nd is the deadline for the franchise tag, so we'll know who's available after there for sure. Here's a big one. March 7th through the 10th, clubs are able to contact all players available in the open market, uh, talk to their agents, about transitioning to a different team. I love it. Also on the 10th, trading players is open league-wide. And on top of that, all contracts are scheduled to expire on that year and uh, midnight on the 10th of March. There's one other little thing that's going down on the 10th of March, and it is this. All clubs must be under the cap 
or face a penalty as of the 10th of March. And March 22nd and 25th, NFL meetings, rule changes. We'll see, man, if they make this team any more soft, it's going to be brutal to watch. I hope they leave the freaking rules alone. There's some they should get, get rid of, the new ones they put in. So many freaking flags, I can't stand it. Then April 30th to May 2nd is the draft where we pick fourth and then we get into camp. It's going to happen quick. Stay tuned because I'm just blown away on how fast things are moving. It's time for the bone line, my favorite part of the show, because I love hearing the Raider takes from the Raider Nation. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. Uh, certainly get on our website. Randy's working on it, changing it. It's going to look real fine. He's got some new programs. Uh, and by the way, uh, the sound quality, i got a new microphone. So we're kind of getting it together, trying to work on how it sounds best. So bear with us or bear with me. Randy's doing a great job. (laughs) I am the bonehead. So check that out. Let's see who's on the bone line. I can't wait. We got Raider Joe, and he's up in Seacock country. (laughs) What's up, Joe? Yo, Raider Nation podcast. This is Raider Joe up in Seacock country, getting ready to watch the gay Super Bowl with the stupid Patriots and dumbass Seacocks. I need some information on who to go for. I think they both should just all break legs, and Russell Wilson should break his leg. Tom Brady should break his leg. Belichick can croak over, and Seacocks can burn in hell right along with the Patriots. Raider Nation needs to rise up, be the Raiders that we can be. Let's win, 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 baby. Yeah, Raider Nation, out. Well, I was rooting for uh, the Seacocks, actually, because I can't stand that smug-ass Brady, and I am pissed that they jacked that last call. Don't tell me that that wasn't jacked up. We do that play all the time. If the Super Bowl is on the line, you'd run with the beast. Anything else is lame. (laughs) thanks for the call bro our next caller needs no introduction he is my very good friend the man the bandito (laughs) what's up brother hey what's up Raider Greg Randy this is bandito calling in I just wanted to call in and, and kind of give a little different twist on my call um, I was calling in specifically to thank you guys for all of your hard work um, on the podcast and the forum. Um, and I just wanted to share a little story uh, of how I actually found you guys. Um, so I want to say it was back in 2004, I want to say 2004 or 2003, um, I was looking up Raider music on iTunes. Um, I had no idea who Raider Greg was. I had no idea who Randy was. I had no idea what the Raider Nation podcast was. This was before I had uh, season tickets. Um, So I'm on iTunes, and I'm just 
searching Raider music. So I just typed in Oakland Raiders and just did a random uh, um, a search. And, you know, of course, um, Oakland Raider, or I'm a Raider by Loonies came up. Um, and then there was something called a podcast. Like, I had no idea what even a podcast was. Um, and there was a, a couple of podcasts that came up. Um, one, um, I listened to it. I don't want to say the name of it, just out of respect for them. But I listened to it, and I was like, what in God's green earth is this? And I was like, okay. I was like, and and that made podcasts very, very sour for me. Because A, I didn't know what it was. And B, that was the first one I ever heard. And it, I didn't like it at all. So I was like, all right. I'm going to try this this one. This guy looks kind of kind of funny. He's uh, holding up a number one. He looks kind of elderly. He has a, skull, a leather skull cap on and some funky glasses. Eh called the Raider Nation podcast, but man, if it's anything like this other one that I heard, podcasts just suck in general, and I don't ever want to hear another podcast again. I guess I'll try it. Within five minutes, I was hooked. Um, I was hooked on your show, um, and then every single time your show came out, um, no matter where I was, I could have been at dinner, I could have been at the mall, I could have been at work, could have been in the car. Every single time there was a new show that would come out, it would download onto my iTunes. I'd put it straight on my iPod, and I'd listen to it. Um, no matter where I was, I would be at a restaurant eating dinner. I'd be listening to it. I look kind of funny having headphones in, eating dinner, while everybody else is having conversation at the table, and I'm over here listening to this Raider podcast. Um so I, I mean I, I'm just so grateful for it. it. It really, believe me when I say it was it was life changing to find you guys and find this podcast. I've met um, amazing people. Um, a few of my best friends I met because of you guys. I met them through the forum, met them through the podcast, um, and I met family for life. I, I, I have extra family because of you guys, and I, I just cannot thank you guys enough. The first time that um, I even spoke to you, Raider Greg, is when the bone line came out. Um, I was the first caller ever. Some people don't know that, but I was. And I was so nervous because, uh, to me, you were a celebrity. I mean, shoot, you are a celebrity, Raider Greg. And um, so I, I blocked my number. I thought I did, at least. And I left um, a bone line. And within, I think, five minutes, you called me back. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you called me back and, and I believe we talked for like two hours and we could have just talking longer, but I can't remember either you had to go or I had to go. I'm pretty sure it was you because I was starstruck even talking to you because, um, you know, after hearing this podcast for so long and falling in love with it, now I'm talking to the guy that does the podcast. So, um, you know, we talked about everything writers and then you invited me to your tailgate and from then on, I mean, you've literally seen me grow as a fan and you know, I wouldn't be where I am today as a person, as a fan and as a human without the help of you and Randy. So for that, I'm thankful and very appreciative of you guys. And I just wanted to call in and, and share that story and of how I found um, the podcast and, and um, you know, just, just give thanks and, and kind of, um, you know, twist it up a little bit and, 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 and switch it up uh, and kind of just give a little story about 
about this podcast and, and how it affects, uh, how it affected my life and how it affected just the way I see things. And, um, so I, I just want to say thank you. I don't want to take up, um, too much more of your time, but, um, that's how I found the podcast and, um, I'm glad I did. It definitely, um, changed my life and I greatly appreciate the hard work that you guys put into this. All right, brothers. This is Bandito. I'm out. What the hell can I say after that? It's touching, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm kind of <laughs> teared up. No, man, that's pretty crazy. I never thought about the show that way. I know I just want to throw stuff out there. It's been a pleasure to meet you from the very beginning, bro. You were there from the beginning. So um, we've both grown together, actually. And uh, I've learned a lot from you as well. And <laughs> it's been a great trip, bro. I can't thank you enough for, for sharing your story because it is amazing and I didn't realize it myself. So thank you, man. That's uh, very touching and it means a lot to both of us. Thank you so much, Juan. You are certainly Raider Nation. And our next caller, Raider Sid, a.k.a. The Desert Raider. What's up, bro? What up, Raider Nation? It's Raider Sid, a.k.a. The Desert Raider. What a fucking Super Bowl, man. You know? It was actually a good game. Uh, the obvious fuck up at the end. And, uh, you know, I hate the fucking Patriots, but, you know, when you're that stupid and you don't fucking run your your big horse, uh, you just have to lose. Fucking Brady. hate that fucker. But the funny thing about the Super Bowl was that the next morning, Warren Sapp was arrested soliciting a prostitute and assault. You stupid fuck. Now you lost your fucking job. You're fucking bankrupt. Fucking asshole. All right, let's get to free agency. You know what? We need uh, at least one impact player on each side of the ball. So, you know, on defense and then Sue or Justin Houston. And on offense, you've got uh, DeMarco Murray. You've got uh, Denarius. Uh, what's his fuck from Denver? Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Daenerys Thomas. There you go. Uh, Cobb from Green Bay. Yeah, we need some impact players. All right? And then fill in with a, a few veterans that aren't over the fucking hill. Anybody that's over 30, just say no. Get the fuck out. All right? And with that being said, uh, if MJD thinks he's going to be sticking around because Del Rio's here, hell no. No fucking way. You know what? There's two things I don't want to happen. We cannot bring MJD back. Uh, he's out. You know, McFadden, he's out too. Um, and in no fucking way possible do we fucking sign that piece of shit that we drafted as a first-round draft pick at linebacker 
from the fucking Cowboys, that piece of shit. There is no way. I can't even remember his fucking name. I hate him so much. But there's no way we take that sucker. He will fucking kick our ass again. He will. He will. He'll be a piece of shit. I'm just rambling on. You know, I watched the Super Bowl and, you know, having a good time at a party and stuff, all raided out. And it just, just reminds me that we're not there, you know, and it fucking hurts. You know, we weren't even close to being there. And uh, Vegas has us at 301 odds for next year. You got to fucking do something. We can't fuck up what we have with Derek Carr or Khalil Mack. We got to start building around these guys. And uh, Del Rio better not fuck this up. I'm giving him a short fucking leash. He better not fuck this up. He can't even find a fucking defensive coordinator. Come on, man. Fuck. I'm not even expecting anything this fucking year. I do every year, and every year we get fucking shit on. So, come on, Raiders. Let's try not to fuck it up. All right. This is Raider Sid. There's a Raider. I'm out. That was a good call, bro. Especially Sap. <laughs> Lifetime member of the Slapaho tribe. Yep. Mr. Sap got fired and in jail in a 24-hour period. I love it. He, uh, he'd been hating on the Raiders a long time. He sure did cash them checks, though. Love that. Now, as far as free agents go, well, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Let's just see after the franchise tag and everything else settles down who's left out there and who we can throw a bunch of money at. Uh, young players for sure. I'll bring them on in. And I think we need three or four guys. Uh, young guys that can grow with the team, I think. That's the best thing. Uh, and let's see. Oh, the linebacker, uh, would that be Miles Burris? Uh, first-round pick, I think. I don't know if he was a first-rounder. Uh, he might have been a second or third out of San Diego State. He had a hard time this year. He couldn't cover very well at all. Uh, I hope he improves. He he might be uh, off the team, depending upon what we draft and where we go in free agency. Uh, but I have an idea he might be hanging around for a little bit. Uh, we got to give him at least one more season. But he was terrible in coverage. I agree. Thanks for the call. Thanks for your input, brother. I appreciate it. And, uh, well, we got lots coming down, bro. And it's coming down fast. Thanks for the call, man. And next we have the Prez out of Memphis, Tennessee. What's going on, my man? Raider Greg. Raider Nation. How are you doing? This is the prayers of Raider Nation of Memphis, representing that Memphis 10, R-N-O-M. Yes, the Super Bowl is out, is over. Hallelujah. I'm glad it is over. That was a dumbass play. But, hey, I'm not going to waste no time on it because it's not the Raiders. Just kind of make you say, hmm. Anyway, glad to see that we're getting our team together. A few little small little minor details to add to the coaching staff to get it all completed. Everybody's kind of fussing and stuff like that, though, but be cool, be cool. I think we got something coming there. You can't go wrong when you got a defensive-minded coach because sometimes defense does win championships. 
And with that being said, go ahead and go in that free agency. Now, Big Reggie Mack, now, you know, um, you got some nine lives like a cat there, brother. Get your shit together, man. Seriously. You jacked this up, bro. Man, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes, man. I really wouldn't, though. But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You go out there and you get us some quality players. We don't need a whole bunch of old and has-been-ass players and stuff. I think three or four will do just as good. I know one damn person, and I don't even have to call his name, but I'll give you a hint. He's in Detroit. He's already got rated badass on him. I know, I know everybody can be saying, yeah, he's going to cost a lot. Hey, man, small price to pay when you're trying to win a damn championship game. You do what you got to do to take to make it better. You understand what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, we'll get the little young guy possibly in the first round. I don't know who the hell they're going to get. I really could care less because there's no guarantees when you're drafting these days. I've seen plenty of people been all this in a bag of chips, and it was worthless, and they didn't pan out, though. And that's how it goes sometimes, unfortunately. You don't know what you're going to get until you get there on that product, get on that field, and play. And with that being said, I'm not going to drag this out long. I hope I made the cut again. Um, oh, by the way, um, my chapter, uh, we played in Nashville. We'll be hosting down there. I hope all the Raider Nation come down. Yes, I'm doing a little <laughs> pre-advertising, but it's in the name of Raider Nation, and we hope to see you all there because we're going to throw down. I cannot wait till that schedule come out, buddy. And I will be in, in Oakland again. I love the Raider Nation. I love it so much. This is the prayers from RNOM. Raider Greg, man, your podcast kicks ass. I can listen to it for days. I like to ride to work and on Expressway and I'm in traffic jam and just listen to it, man. Thank you so much. I'm out. Yeah, the Reggie, Reggie phenomenon, he's got to do better. He knows he has to do better. There's no, no other person on the earth that knows better than him what he's got to get done. And I hope he gets it done and we don't see no buffoonery like we did last year. Well, the other thing too is a free agent Sue. He could be, he could be good. He could be bad. Depends on his attitude, because he does what he wants, obviously. And if we take him in Oakland, he better be real happy to be here. Real happy. Um, there's a lot of talent out there in the free agent market. We're finding a place, like I said, that we can do something about it. And um, it's nice to be here. It's nice to be able to reach out there and say, "We're going to pay you." Uh, but you got to play. Uh, this is not the place you come to rest and collect your last paycheck. Those days, my friend, are freaking over. Thanks for the compliment, man. I appreciate it. I, I, I'm glad you enjoy the show. Rennie and I do um, do this for the fans, and we love it hearing it, well, from you guys that listen to the show. So uh, stay cool, man. This year is going to be good, better than I think. I, I got lots of positive a vibe in this season. So I'm feeling good about the Raiders this year. Thanks for the call, brother. And we'll might see you over there in Tennessee. And my next caller is a very good brother from Sin City. <laughs> Raider Steve from Las Vegas. What is going on, bro? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas. Long time no speak. I'm glad the season is over. Um, I'll tell you, I, uh, you know, I, to be honest with you, I really wanted Jim Harbaugh. It didn't happen. And uh, right now I'm kind of glad it didn't. At first I was, you know, I really didn't want Jack Del Rio, but after watching this press conference and just knowing, you know, all the experience that he's had and his demeanor, 
I believe that uh, he deserves a second shot. He's a Raider. He looks like a Raider. He talks like a Raider. He acts like a Raider. And let's be honest, uh, he's the best coach that we've hired, I don't know, in 10 years. I mean, I'm really, I really didn't want a new up-and-coming Dennis Allen coordinator who's going to fail again. I'm tired of that, so I'm glad we got an experienced head coach in Del Rio. And uh, I remember his Jacksonville teams were, uh, they were pretty good, man. I remember they were feisty. And uh, he took them to the playoffs a couple times. The Raiders had some good duels with them back in the day. Uh, some shootouts, if I remember correctly. But I remember those being good teams. So I'm excited he's going to be our coach. Um, the Musgrave hiring, uh, I don't know what anyone's down about for. I think that guy's pretty good. I mean, I think uh, two or three years ago he was being talked about for head coaching positions, or maybe he was a head coach at one point, but I know his name was in the air. He was uh, he was with Minnesota when AP was uh, MVP, and I know people are saying, well, you know, AP, he could get the MVP doing whatever, but it doesn't matter. I mean, Musgrave called those calls. Maybe we can have the uh, MVP on our team if he's calling the offense. Plus, he's going to bring over what Chip Kelly did. I think it's great hire. And uh, I got to tell you, man, if you look at who the 49ers hired, you can count your lucky stars because that guy's a buffoon. Go watch that guy's press conference and then watch Del Rio's conference and just say a hallelujah because that guy is a dumb meatball who doesn't know shit. And the 49ers, you mark my words, they're going to suck next year. And the Raiders are going to be much improved, especially if Reggie has a draft like he did this year. I'm stoked about it. Fuck all the haters. This is the best coaching staff. And we haven't hired a D coordinator yet, but that doesn't matter. Del Rio is going to be calling the plays anyway. I hope we get Ken Norton Jr. from the Seahawks. Uh, either way you look at it, this is the best coaching staff we've had in years. There's bound to be improvement. Derek Carr, you know, hopefully he gets even better. We need a receiver. We need some more pieces. But I think we're on our way, guys. I think uh, I think we finally got it, and I hope I'm right. And uh, go Raiders. Great call, Steve. And, you know, thanks for reminding me. We did get Ken Norton Jr., by the way. Eight years in the league as coach. Great player, by the way. Uh, he played for San Francisco and the Dallas Cowboys. He knows what he's doing. He's a tough guy. He's a good coach. Very motivational coach, and he came from a championship team. You can't ask for more than that. Musgrave was a great hire. A great hire. Come on, man. Uh, Musgrave was a head coach, I believe. So I think he he's going to bring a new, fresh taste to the offense. He's certainly going to bring some more push in front, and he'll have a lot of good input on who we get in this next draft. I'm looking at the Raiders doing well, too. Those Niner fans, incidentally, uh, 957 The Game, there were a, a covey, <laughs> a crap load of fans just pissed off. They were furious that they bought these season tickets at the new palace, the 49er Palace in Santa Clara. One lady paid twelve grand for one seat that wasn't near as close as good as her seat at the stick, and another twenty six hundred dollars in ticket prices because she saw Harbaugh as a winner. Now they have Joey Baloney. I don't even know his name, but it is funny. The Bay Area is now comical 
uh, the 49er fans, all you have to do is say, hey, how you like your new coach? <laughs> it is freaking priceless. Love the call, Steve. Thank you, brother. And our next caller is another very good brother. Very good, actually. Raider Jaime out of Bakersfield. What's happening, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. What's going on, everybody? This is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Hey, man, I just got the news. I know they hired him yesterday, but Kenny Norton's going to be our defensive coordinator. Fuck, I'm fucking stoked, baby. Fuck yeah. It's on, Raider Greg. I'm looking forward to this year now, man. I'm I'm fired up, dude. This this is this is awesome, man. I'm glad we waited and we just didn't fucking hire any other, you know, so-called rethread defensive coordinator, Kenny Norton. He, I mean, he's a student. He's a teacher. I mean, this guy's aggressive, man. Man, this is gonna look different this year. Fuck, I'm I'm just fired up, man. I just thought I wanted to share that with you, man. Fucking A. Go Raiders. Yes, the Ken Norton hire was a great hire. And it was great to see their patience finally paid off. I mean, this is classic Raiders wait till the last minute, but we were waiting for Ken Norton Jr. I think that's a great hire. I think I have a great staff. And uh, hey, man, we got a whole new crew. And we're going to have a bunch of good players. I like... The way Del Rio is, I like his intensity. I think that'll translate well to the rest of the team. I'm stoked, bro. Thanks for the call. And our next caller, Raider Kansas. What's going on, my friend? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider Kansas coming at you. Um, Just found out we uh, have a new defense coordinator. Ken Norton Jr. Don't really know how he is. I mean, he's definitely a proven linebacker. Hall of Famer, or he should be anyway, if he's not. But I never actually knew he was a defense coordinator, so we want to see how he does. Um, I'm actually going to – I got me a little wish list going on, and I just want to know what you think, Greta Greg. Um, I want the Duncan suit. I want – um, Crabtree or Macklin. I also would like a great tight end, Julius Thomas. Sounds good. Um, I, I think we should get Doug Free from the Cowboys. There's a couple of good. I, I really think this is the year. I told you guys two years ago, I believe it was maybe a year ago, that within three years, the Raiders will be in the Super Bowl. I am seeing it right now. If the Raiders do a good draft, and Amari Cooper hopefully is the number one pick for us round. If we do a good draft, I am saying that right now we are going to the playoffs. Now, I say it every year. My brother gets tired of me saying it because, oh, I, I say it. Raiders going to the uh, playoffs. Raiders going to playoffs, and we end up going 3-15 and 15, or 3 and 11, 3 and 13, however many games. There is 3 and 13 or something like that. But I am saying it right now, and I mean this. We're going to the playoffs. We need a good defense. Now, Dominican, too. I want him. Let's go ahead and pick up a nice linebacker. We need one more linebacker also. If we can get a core defense and um, a good line receiver, 
and a liable tight end. I like Riviera, but I think we need another tight end. I think we can make the playoffs, guys. Dude, Clayton Manning showed that he's done for, man. We can run, we can win the West. It's our year. It's our time. Derek Carter is the shit. Man, that's all I got to say. I want to know what you think, Raider Greg. Raider Nation, I want to know what you guys think. Who should we grab up? Who is your pick? I love this podcast, man. I watch it. I, I listen to it every day. And I'm even talking about the ones from 410, 400. I mean, I got them all. I listen to all the old ones, dude. You're the greatest. I'm so glad you do this podcast, man. I'm telling you, man, I'll end up killing everybody in my job, everybody. I'm dead serious, man. I would I, I would go crazy if I didn't have this podcast. I love your show. Raider Pride, Raider Nation, I love y'all. Peace out. First of all, thanks for the props, brother. I appreciate it very much. Randy and I, like I said, we love the Raider Nation. We've met such great people through our little travels and our little show. Uh, so thanks for the props. We appreciate it. Free agents. Well, we'll know here pretty soon, next month in March, who's tagged, who's not. The contract for Sue, they're they're bringing out the money, man. They're going. They don't want to lose him because they know what a value he is. They're treating him with kid gloves. I don't know if he wants to stay. I know he's going to make a ton of money uh, if he does stay. So I'm not counting on Sue, even though he would be a great player. You know, we got guys like Fitzgerald. Hey, he's not too old. Cooper is another good one. I think that's a possibility depending upon these teams and, and the cap number we don't know yet. So some of these guys that we think like Thomas, we might be able to just swoop in. Not so sure yet. Depends on the money, bro. Depends on how bad they want people. Uh, but we're going to get some good players. Reggie has a shitload of free agents. This is the best free agent class in history. So dig that shit. And that's the way it is. So we should be able to pick some good free agents, not broken down old guys that need surgery. Let's get with it, Reggie, and let's get this done. I appreciate the call and the love, brother. And our next caller, Raider Rob, digging out from the snow. It's got to be damn cold in Maryland, bro. I mean, serious. What's up, my friend? Greater Greg, Greater Rob from Maryland. Hope your bathroom's cool. You know, usually I call in all pissed off, shit-faced, bitching about the fucking game I saw, but now I'm calling in as like an intellectual level. This team needs four things. The first thing they need is a thumper in the middle of that defense. They need a linebacker. Some guy that's like, you're not going to run on us. You're not going to do it. Don't even fucking try. Next thing they need is a some wide receivers, just one, just some dude that can run and run around, get open, down the field, middle of the field, whatever. That's what they need. The third thing they need is for DJ Hayden to step the fuck up. I think this kid's the key, man. He looks good. He's trying. You know, kind of like a deer in the headlights type of thing. I mean, all the adversity he's gone through, but if he can settle down and focus, I think he can be pretty good. 
And the fourth thing they need is a fucking attitude. And I think these coaches are going to bring it. I like the Ken Norton hire. That guy was a fucking animal. Del Rio was a fucking psycho. All these guys, man. So if they can just get together, get a middle linebacker, a fucking receiver, DJ Hayden to play with his brain, you know, play with his brain and a fucking attitude, we'll be all right. I'm really looking forward to this year. It sucks being a Raider fan because, well, you know this, the off season is almost as entertaining as the real season. But, you know, hopefully these guys can put some shit together and next year we can come out and just fucking start playing some football, start hitting some people, start scoring some points, and fucking lay in the wood, man. Because, God damn, I miss that shit. I want the fucking Raiders to fucking kick ass. Go fucking Raiders. Very nice intellectual take. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, honest. No, it's you're right in every way. Um, now, who those players might be, I don't know. We certainly need someone to stuff the front. That could be alignment as well. Uh, there's some. We got some guys that are coming up too in the second year, which is really good. Uh, there's also a lot of possibilities, man. I like the attitude thing because I think Del Rio is going to bring the nasty, bro. He's going to bring the nasty. And that's what I want to see on Sunday is some defense getting a 15-yard penalty from uh, taking somebody out. <laughs> I'll take 15, take their star player out. Thank you. Yeah, man, I think our defense is going to be well-improved and have the right attitude. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is Raider Zen. Home. <laughs> What's up, man? Raider Nation, this is uh, Raider Zen. This is February 9th. Um, I'm just reading the news about uh, Ken Norton as a new DC. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I think... Since we have Mac having a linebackers coach, it might be a good thing, but uh, not really sure. So I'm kind of curious to see what the feedback is going to be about that. But um, last thing, I know everyone's kind of a little chopping at the bit for the new, you know, the new season. But um, it looks like February 15th is going to be the deadline for the Davis family to tell the NFL what they're going to do about the stadium. So I'm very curious to see what happens with that next week. Um, and then we've got the combine. So hopefully we can hear some good news about whether, you know, Amari Cooper or uh, Kevin White, you know, those two receivers from USC and uh, West Virginia are, are going to be where, where the Raiders are uh, leaning towards. Hopefully we do do a trade-down kind of scenario, maybe um, get, you know, get, get one more uh, first-round pick, but we'll see. And after that, April 6th, off-season workouts, and then April 30th, the draft. I mean, we, we can never get too much NFL. All right, y'all. Raiders Nation. Exactly. That's what I was saying in this show, man. It's going quick. You're going to blink your eye. We're going to be right into the, the, the preseason games. That's how fast it's going this year. I kind of like it. Uh, we'll see what happens. we got a lot to see in this offseason. That's what I love about it. And we have a lot to be thankful for. You could be a Niner fan. <laughs> Not really. Thanks for the call, man. I, I totally agree with you, though. Our next caller is Raider Josh from Seattle. 
up in Seacock country. <laughs> I feel for you, bro. But they didn't win, so it's real quiet, I'm sure. What's up? Touchdown Raiders. Well, this is Raider John from Seattle. Hey, look, I love what Mike Davis is doing. He said he didn't know something. Obviously, he has some brains because he came from his father. We all know how Davis, before he got sick, was a very smart man. He's a leader. He was an innovator. But his son might be a leader and an innovator. It doesn't look like he's necessarily letting his pride get the best of him. He hired Rick McKenzie, who helped build that great um, Green Bay franchise. And no matter what, they go down the dip a tiny bit, but they really miss the playoffs. Right now, what he did by bringing Jack Terry in, I love real Raider fans trying to come home, and hopefully Marshawn Lynch comes home. But what we're doing, we got the fourth pick in free agency. We're going to pick up some people. I, li- I like the short-term contract. Hopefully, we keep it there. But one thing they knew for sure was that they're going to keep Mac. And Ken Norton did a great job with the linebackers over there in Seattle. And you got Jack Del Rio, who's the linebacker, too. Ken Norton is the only player in NFL history that has ever went to three Super Bowls back to back to back. So, I mean, he knows what it takes. He's seen a winner, you know, with the great San Francisco franchises, with the great um, – with the great Dallas franchises, and those two came from USC. Go USC. But um, no matter what, I think the Raiders are in a great position. We've got defensive line coach over there from Miami, which is awesome. I just think that, you know, how many head coaches we have? Mike Tice was a head coach. Zach Carrillo was a head coach. Um, I don't know who else we brought in. I thought we were trying to bring one in. Um, but we got a lot of rings in that room. You know, he's got a ring. Del Rio's got a ring from um, from being with uh, – what do you call that, being with Baltimore? All I know is right now with Mac having those many teachers plus Tuck, he's going to learn a lot of techniques, and they're not going to let him fail. Well, he's not going to let himself fail because he just works so hard. So we got some place to be uh, to to not break down but to build up some defense. And you see when the coach that has Seattle right there, when he comes there, that's because and you heard Tuck say, Mac can be another LT. We don't know if that's going to happen, but he's got the tools. And he's definitely got the trainers there to make it. I love the fact that we brought in um, the guy from Philadelphia. He's been around for a long, what, he's been around for a long time. He got even made um, Sanchez good. So looks like we're on our way. we got a great staff. we got a great building um, internally in the office. The only thing we got to do now is get a stadium. We have to draft well, and we have to train these players well. And it um, looks like we got some trainers, especially with the defensive line coach from Miami. I think he's going to get the line straight, and we'll figure out the corners. That's why he kept looking there. He's a player coach, and I just love everything. All right, man. Of course, there's always hope in the off season. It's until we touch that field that we know what really happened. Keep the hope alive. Even John Gruden said on Raider, said Raider Nation, Khalil Mack, Derek Carr, we're on our. You're on your way. Keep the hope alive. Okay, Raiders are going to happen. It's going to happen. It has to turn. Because God can't hate Raiders. We're made in his image. And I don't see when he made when he made humans. I knew, shoot, I know he likes all people in the NFL because they're all his children. But I bet you if he had to choose one team, it'd be a Raider. Go Raiders. Bye. We have a hell of a staff. And we're going to see a lot 
uh, in the next few months. A lot of changes, a lot of additions, a lot of subtractions. Uh, then we're going to see camp, which doesn't show a whole lot. Um, never does. Then we're going to see preseason. That's going to open things up a little bit more. And then we're going to be getting down to business. And I think we're going to see a lot of good things between now and then, brother. Honestly. Thanks for the call. I do think we're going places. And I don't jack around. I tell you exactly how I feel. And from Magnolia, Texas, we have Obi-Wan Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here calling in from Magnolia, Texas. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, I am finally uh, happy that we've got the coaching staff set aside and all picked out. That way we can focus on sitting our draft board. I really like the pickup of uh, Ken Norton. I think he's going to be really, really good for us. Uh, looking towards the draft, um, you know, I've been a fan of grabbing Amari Cooper. But, you know, with the wide receiver depth, they're saying that right now there's about 30 wide receivers expected to go in the top three rounds. And there's not really that much of a difference between the top three and then the rest of them. I'm totally fine with getting St. Nelson Aguilar from USC in the second round. Um, if Leonard Williams is there at number four, we need to get Khalil Mack some help on the defensive line. Uh, you know, there's no guarantee that we're going to get Sue. I would love to have him, but I also don't want to break the fucking bank and we can't get anybody else. Uh, if Leonard Williams isn't there, the uh, kid uh, Shane Ray might be good as a Mike linebacker even outside of his position, or maybe even a kid Fowler out of Florida. Um, other than that, if we do end up going wide receiver, looking at the film tape on YouTube, everybody's got to check out Kevin White. Kid's got better speed than Amari Cooper does, better hands it looks like as well, and uh, he's a good route runner and a damn good blocker. At any rate, uh, my dream got for it to be Leonard Williams from uh, USC at number four. Nelson Aguilar in the second round, and Buck Allen in the third round. After that, who knows? Yes, I'm USC bias. Fight on Troy. All right, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, just want to say thank you guys for all you do for us at the podcast. And uh, God bless, guys, all right? Raider Nation, one love. Peace out. That was a great, and I mean great, uh, take on the draft. Uh, we're, we're a little bit ways from it, not too far. We got to start talking about it, and I think now's the right time. I agree a hundred percent. I'm not a Cooper fan. I'm not a, even a pick an offensive player fan, unless it's a lineman. Uh, there's plenty of wide receivers in this draft. Uh, I think we need defense. We need some another beast to come in here and help Mac and help the rest of the defense. Help Co more. I mean, replace. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of room to improve on our defense. We're so much closer on our defense than we are on the offense. We could really kick up the notch or two for the season next year by putting a couple pieces in our D. Because we know we can score points. We just have to keep the other team from scoring more. And I just think defense on the draft is big time. I agree with you 100%. I don't know about the names yet. I'm going to have to sit down and look at these guys. Uh, I've heard of White, though, as well. 
And uh, I'm just not sold on Cooper. I don't think, <laughs> for some reason, I just don't think he's that guy. A uh, lot of fanfare around him, but I, I don't. I'm not seeing it, honestly. Thank you for the take, man. It's good to start getting on this draft early, and uh, well, we got to get on it. And so we're going to be looking at all these players and see what's up. Thanks for that input, brother. Always good and always wise. Well, Raider Nation, that's another Raider Nation podcast in the books. And we have so much going on. Uh, Free agency, franchise tags. We're going to shake the tree and see who comes out because that's who we're going to have a chance to pick up. We're going to see if Reggie's still got it or has it at all, period, when it comes to free agents. There's a bunch going down in Oaktown in the offseason. You guys stay tuned. We love you guys. We love the Raider Nation. And we know you are listening. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.